That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper. And get your sweet tea and hush puppies ready. It's time for Carolina for a little boom, 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 and a little bang, bang, bang. It's time for TSS Fantasy. Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is. This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the Carolinas for the Panthers. And pretty exciting team, I'll say, in this NFC South that doesn't got a lot going on. So I'm excited to talk to our guests tonight about it. Let's get the introduction started. Welcome in the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. As you can see, I'm in the snake pit tonight. For anybody that doesn't know what the snake pit is, it was the Greensboro Coliseum Complex when your 2018 Arena League football champions the uh, Carolina Cobras were there. I just wanted to give everybody for Carolina a little bit of a refresher what it's like to have an actual successful winning football team. But now that we're done talking shit, I am actually ready to get this going. I, yeah, I think this team is definitely very under the radar. Okay, well, after Justin get, got our guest all riled up in the back, don't forget, um, hit the subscribe button while you're here, and do us a favor, give us a like, and hit that notifications button. Uh, we are here for you all summer long. We got some great shows coming up as well, including one tonight. Go to tssfantasy.com. All of our latest and greatest rankings are up there. Um, again, we will be adjusting those as this summer tour goes along, that's for sure. Also, don't forget, go to uh, Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code TSS. Double that deposit up to $100. Also, Jazz Sportsbook. Lots of great deals you have. Use our promo code TSS for that. And also, if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy rosters or championship, excuse me, hit up Pro-Am Belts. You got lots of great belts for you. Make sure you go check them out today. All right. Well, we're going to get things started. I'm going to bid Justin do Hit you up in the back because it's time for the doc. The doctor is in. We're continuing our summer tour in the NFC South with a little sweet old Carolina. Doc, what do you got on the house call? All right, let's start with Miles Sanders. So he played in all 17 regular season games last season. And over his career, he's averaging just over 14 games a season. So he's on the field. He traded one Alabama alum for another in rookie Bryce Young, right? So expect him this year with a rookie quarterback to potentially be not only a three-down back, but also a check-down pass catcher, especially early in the season. He's going to have a lot of added responsibilities. And without Jalen Hurts, his injury risk is going to go up. We're going to say Miles Sanders, he's a 
50% of the bench player this season. Adam Thielen. So like Mike Evans from yesterday's show, Thielen's Mr. Consistency. In his nine seasons in Minnesota, he appeared in at least 16 games in six of them. So is Thielen past his prime? Absolutely. But that's not what this segment's all about. He's going to play 10% of the bench for Adam Thielen. And lastly, Hayden Hurst. Here's another tight end on the segment with a position rank outside of the top 10. But it could climb, right, since he's not surrounded by a ton of receiver or tight end talent. He averages 14 games a season. So whether or not anybody drafts him in your league or not is questionable, but he should play. It's going to be 20% of the bench. Well, at least he'll be there for you. You know, you just never know. Like you mentioned, we are looking for those guys on these teams that are going to pop out of nowhere that we weren't quite expecting. Certainly could be a Hayden Hurst sighting in Carolina, as you mentioned, with just Adam Thielen. Not much else to compliment him there. So, yeah, absolutely can feel you there. All in on Hayden Hurst. You heard it from the doc. No, just kidding. All right, guys, we appreciate you, doc. We will see you tomorrow. When see you then. All right. Well, the doctor was in and the barber was in because look at that. I'm all freshly clean. Let's bring in those Carolina Panthers guests. It's exciting time. Let's go. Our next stop on our summer tour, we visit the Queen City. Get ready to roar with the Carolina Panthers. And let and roar we will. Let's welcome in first Jeff Hazley. Welcome into the studio, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be part of this great group and excited to get on the mic and, and break down some Panthers outlook here. We're absolutely excited to have you. Keep pounding, Chew. What's up? How, welcome into the studio. Or should I say Father Dynasty? I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. And, uh, you know, I'm glad the Matt Rule reign is over and on a greener pastures. <laughs> Gotta love it. All right. Also, welcome in, Jordan. Welcome into the studio, my friend. It's yeah. a Van Eek. I didn't or Van Eek. I didn't want to mess it up. So my no, friend. it's it's Van Eek. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to be here. You know, first time uh, we've had a quarterback that I've been excited about in a little bit. So pretty pretty hopeful for this upcoming year, and hopefully uh, it pays off. Absolutely. Well, got to make those moves. You know, and again, you never know. Could be that big franchise guy you've been waiting on. All right, so let's talk about last season. Modest seven and ten, not too shabby. Um, finished second in the NFC South. So again, a, not a horrible season for you guys. Offensively, we'll talk about the stats here. Points per game, you guys were 19th in the league with 20.4 um, yards per game, 306.2, which made you 29th in the league. So a little struggle with. Oh, there's that internet issue he was talking about with the storms. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm going, and I got my my show notes up, so I can't see you when the internet's out. So that's my bad. Um, so anyway, points per game, 19th. Uh, yards per game, 29th. Passing yards per game, you guys are 29th there as well. Rushing, you were 10th. So that's where the the uh, the great sign of the offense, 130 um, yards per game, not too shabby there. Defensively. Uh, And this is where I take over. <laughs> <laughs> Yards right. per game that made you I'm still am I still here? Yards per game that made you 22nd, passing yards 25th, and rush yards 18th. So we're just gonna go out of the room and I'm gonna shut up now because of my dumb internet. I'm gonna ask Jeff first, give me three words or less, sum up the Carolina season last year, and then expand on it. 
three words or less. One to forget. How about that? Um, I, I think we can wipe out the stats from last year a, a little bit. I mean, you've got a whole new regime coming in. You've got a, a rookie quarterback that is expected to do a lot of good things. Uh, coaching staff that has built itself the right way. A lot to be said about the coaching staff that they have. Uh, you mentioned the running game being top 10. Interesting fact, I'm not sure if you know this, but after they traded Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco, Carolina led the league in rushing yards by running back since week seven last year. So that says a lot about the offensive line, which everyone's returning for, uh, for this coming year. And Miles Sanders, who we talked about at the top of the show, is, is someone that I have a lot of growing optimism for this year. Uh, as a fan, as also from a fantasy side as well. So um, I, I'd love to say let's forget about. Oh. No, come back, Jeff. Oh, I thought that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I'm out again. <laughs> All right, we'll get back Jeff. to Jeff. Let's go to we'll go to Chew. Give me three words or less and expand. We'll get back to Jeff's thought when he gets back. Uh, well, aside from mentioning rules specifically, I'll just say what a roller coaster. Uh, so in terms of the Carolina Panthers, you know, when you, when you look at the end of the season being seven and 10, in some ways it feels like it was so much worse. And in other ways, it feels like it was truly so much better. I mean, Matt rule starting out only getting one win in the first five games before the season started. I said he wasn't going to make it to Thanksgiving and he didn't even make it to Halloween. Uh, so that was certainly rough. You have Steve Wilkes stepping in. He only went six and six, but again, I mean, trading away, uh, what's his name now? Chosen Anderson, uh, trading away CMC, and again, just doing whatever they can really to, to get some wins, and they did get some valuable ones. Um, it was overall pretty tough to watch in terms of you were really just hoping, all right, what players are we going to see either maybe break out or seem to be cornerstones going forward? I think at no point was this the, was it thought to be the quarterback of the future is already on the team. You know, I think the expectation was there's going to be a lot of change here. And I think in this offseason, they've done tremendous work. When I look at this coaching staff, it is top to bottom, like one of the best, most well-rounded coaching staffs I've seen, not just in Carolina, but uh, almost anywhere in the last couple of years. So I'm very excited to see what they're doing. And I think Bryce Young is going to be the one that can, you know, have that poise and kind of lead them forward. And I am very excited, uh, like was mentioned about – uh Miles Sanders. I'm also excited about Chuba Hubbard, a, a nice uh, second back that I think can spell him pretty well. And again, that offensive line, top 10 at worst, top 15. Uh, so we'll see what we can do. I love it. Jordan, let's say you, my friend, three words or less and expand on it. Uh, thankful it's over. Um, I <laughs> Watching that offense was painful for, for the most part. Going to uh, the offensive coordinator last year after having Joe Brady and having him falling apart because he was throwing the ball too much. And then just watching what we put together on the field was uh, pretty upsetting. Um, watching the offense line block was great. We had time to throw. We saw a lot of the offense be able to move the ball down the field. Defensively, J.C. Horn, the impact he makes on the field is tremendous. Um, we got to see it when he was out of the lineup. And Mike Evans, I think, scored four touchdowns in one particular game that last week of the season. And it was just all because J.C. Horn was out. The impact that he made, the growth of Derek Brown and Brian Burns was something that I liked to see. Um, and then this past offseason, we corrected a lot of those wrongs. The receiver room is a question mark, but I don't 
believe so based on what I've seen through the data I've collected and just kind of the way that Bryce Young plays the quarterback position and how I think this offense, it's not going to be explosive, but it's going to be methodical. And I think we're going to put up points every single week. It's just not going to come from the same guy. It's going to be more so what we saw from the Chiefs when Travis Kelsey wasn't going for 100 yards. It was just like Juju's getting the ball or someone else is getting the ball. We're going to get it to our playmakers and just let them make plays after the catch. Oh, I love it. Well, we sat here and we you know, hopefully our, our boy gets back here soon. But we talked about what is, or excuse me, what was. Let's talk about what is, right, the future of this team. Going into the season, we talked about the additions, and you talked about them as well. Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Hayden Hurst. Those are added additions to you guys. You lost DJ Moore, unfortunately. We know about that. Sam Darnold and Deonta Foreman is now off the squad as well. Um, that's as far as subtraction goes. Let's talk about the draft. Now, round one, of course, you know, we got Bryce Young. Round two, Jonathan Mingo, the receiver out of Old Miss. Um, we got round three, DJ Johnson, edge rusher from Oregon. Round four, Chandler Savala, it's uh, from North Carolina State, um, the guard for the, from there. Then you got Jamie Robinson, safety from Florida State in round five. So not a huge draft, but some quality stuff as well. Jeff, you're back, my friend. I'm a, let's Before we get to the future, please let me let you allow you to finish your thought on uh, last year. I'm sorry about that. I don't even know where I got left off. Uh, somehow I got bumped. I don't, if you could give me a, uh, uh, an idea where I was, I'll be happy to. Uh, <laughs> it was so How long much did ago. you hear? <laughs> you can, you um, can just think, start over. You're good. Just tell us about last I year, think, what your thoughts are last year. Sure, yeah. So uh, my, my three words for uh, representing last year were, uh, you know, along the lines of glad it's over, right? Because the Matt Rule era is over. You have a new coaching staff, uh, a, a well-assembled coaching staff at that at that note. Um, you have a number one pick overall in a quarterback in Bryce Young, and everyone knows that it's the quarter it's a quarterback-driven league. Well, let's see what he can do in the pros because we saw what he could do at college, and that was an awful lot. So I'm excited about that. There's some growing optimism with the Panthers. Um, we heard at the top of the show about Miles Sanders and how he's coming into a great opportunity. I don't know if you heard this before, but a little trivia for you, or a stat at least. Uh, when Carolina traded Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco last year, which was in week seven, week seven on, Carolina was the number one team in rushing yards for running backs and in the entire league. So that says a lot about the offensive line. The offensive line is fully returning this year. Uh, I'm excited for what Miles Sanders can do with that group. Uh, I like him as a fan, and I also like him as a fantasy commodity. A lot of appeal there. So uh, I'm excited about this year. I'm moving on from last year. And there's, like I said, a lot of growing optimism here in the Carolinas. Jeff, no, he's a pro. He knows right how to segue, right? So we're talking about the future, right? Jordan, let's go to you first. I want a prediction for uh -oh. this year. Tell me what you <laughs> we think. We stuck again? No, you're good. <laughs> um. From a prediction standpoint, I expect this to be a growing year for Bryce Young. He's got, from weeks four to ten, I don't see a defense outside of Miami in Miami that's going to give him some trouble. I think he's not going to have the weapons to create the highlight plays, the highlight necessarily throws down the field and you see a guy running deep, but you're going to see a lot of accuracy. You're going to see a lot of drives that he's going to lead down the field. And you're going to see that, yes, he is small. But there hasn't been a single analyst that come out and talk about him as an actual quarterback being a bad thing. 
I think the way that he throws the football, he throws it above his offensive line, above his shoulders. It's there's a stat I think uh, four years ago, Brock Osweiler led the league in passes batted down at the line of scrimmage. He's six. Foot, He's six foot seven <laughs> or six seven. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things that people overanalyze some of the you know deficiencies he has in size and doesn't actually dive into what he is as a player. My favorite stat from uh, Sports Info Solutions is outside of this quarterback class, he led the quarterback class in attempts on like intermediate routes and on target percentage on intermediate routes. Frank Wright and Thomas Brown, who are coming in from the Rams and the Colts, those two teams have utilized the most intermediate routes of any teams in the NFL from the Rams to the Colts the past three years, I believe. So the offensive scheme fits to what his skill set is. The players aren't quite there, but he does have a veteran in Adam Thielen who, yes, he had a poor season last year, but his role changed. It was clearly we're getting Justin Jefferson the ball and not so much we want to work you into this offense. So I think it's going to be a great season from a, just a fan perspective, just not going to be the Lombardi at the end of the day. It's going to be a building curve, and hopefully we can find ourselves creating a destination where one of these top receivers from Brandon Ayuk to T Higgins that don't get the contract they want are willing to come to the Carolinas. I, I love it. And listen, you know, like I said, the NFC South, not all that, not all that tough. And you're playing the AFC South this year as well. So definitely chances for some W's. Chu, let's go to you, my friend. Give me a prediction. What do you think of these Carolina Panthers this year? Well, what I like about it is I think everything kind of aligned correctly uh, in terms of what they're setting up in valuing stability really at every level with coaching, with who their additions on the off season. I mean, some, something I would say as small as getting someone like Andy Dalton to be the backup to Bryce Young. It's not a threat that he's going to step in in front of Bryce Young, but Andy Dalton's been a a pretty a pretty strong quarterback in a couple of different uh, arenas, different places. And I think when you add a couple of receivers to like DJ Chark and Adam Thielen, again, I think there's a bit of thought as to yeah who is going to be the wide receiver one. And you know, for fantasy sake, at, at the end of the season, I don't think we're going to be jumping for joy at where any of these receivers are. Uh, tight ends Hayden Hurst end up finishing but again like like it's been mentioned before I think it's going to be what gets Bryce Young uh the best chance to you know week in and week out you know provide points put them on the board and ultimately that's going to be what is going to be great for his growth and the Panthers growth and I do think in terms of uh consistency and everything another huge thing of keeping again like we mentioned that offensive line intact uh, Bradley Bozeman, uh, you know, great center that the Panthers were able to get last offseason, re-signing him, you know, keeping the white rhino, and very excited uh, for overall where this team can go in this division specifically because, I mean, they are in, I would argue, either the worst or second worst division. And like was mentioned, if they're playing in the other possibly worst division in the uh, against the AFC South this year, um, I think they could be above 500, and you never know what's going to happen. Indeed. And again, not in just your division, but the whole conference itself. There's a couple of uh, uh, haves and there's a lot of have nots in the NFC right now. Jeff, what say you, my friend? Give me a prediction. Well, um, I think that they can get a winning season. I, I like their schedule. I, I think that's what one one of their uh, short term goals that they can work towards is a winning season. Let's get nine. Let's get 10 wins and see what we can do. Uh, they have a favorable schedule, one of the better schedules in the entire league. They have the opportunity to strike when they can, when the rest of the division is a little bit weaker. 
maybe Tampa Bay has Caleb Williams next year, but this year they don't. And we know that who they have in Baker Mayfield, and we know that he can be he can be uh, exploited, I guess, should we say. Um, so I think they have an opportunity to make some noise in the division. Um, maybe an outside chance at a wild card, but I mean, it really just depends on th- how things go. There's a lot of optimism for New Orleans as well. And, and Atlanta, people will say the same about Atlanta. Tampa is more like, you know, hey, we, we did it. We, we, we're, we had our fun. We're going to go and, uh, you know, kind of recoup a little bit. But um, I, I think it's, it's going to be Carolina, New Orleans, or Atlanta. And the team that I, that I feel has the, the better quarterback and the better defense wins that. And, and Carolina's got a real chance to do that. So I have a, I have a realistic thought and plan that 9-10 wins is uh, definitely feasible. I like it. I loved it. I love it there. Oh, our, our boy Freddie just arrived. Justin, I don't know if you can see Freddie, but I'm, I'm going to have to bring him in a little later. All right, Freddie, I hope actually you're ready because you just showed up. He's in the back, guys. So I'm going to bring him in because we're going to play Fantasy Quiz Show. And unfortunately, one of your compadres didn't come tonight. So I'm going to have to stick Freddie with one of you guys here. And we're going to have a two-on-two battle with Fantasy Quiz Show. Basically, how that it, it adds up to... It works like family feud. So I'll ask you guys, I'll pair you up. I'll ask you guys a question, shout out the answer. Whoever gets the highest answer will get control for their team. You guys get three strikes, of course, to close it out. If you don't get close it out, the other team will get a chance to steal. All right, I'm going to have to figure out these uh, teams here in a second, but let's get ready. It's time for the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin it's gonna be a long game. Not gonna be a long game tonight because we got Panthers experts in the building and Fred. All right, so I yeah. <laughs> what's up, Fred? I'm glad you could make it tonight, even if you're in your kids' room. All right, so let's see the teams. I'm gonna let's go. You know what? I think Jordan and Fred would be a good team. It's just the way these things are lining up. We're going to go Jordan and Fred. Hopefully he's not a weak link, Jordan, for you tonight. And Chu and Jeff are on the other team. So we're going to start things out tonight. I always start out with a little layup. Jordan and Chu, you guys are going to go one-on-one right now. This is always a layup, the first question. Top five answers on the board. Here we go. I'm looking all-time Panthers history. Rush TD leaders. Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart. Now he's on the board. I heard someone say an answer, but I didn't hear it. If you could clear that one up. That was D'Angelo Williams. Okay, D'Angelo Williams. So both are correct. Jonathan Stewart, however, is number two all time with 51. D'Angelo Williams is 46, number three. So I believe that was true. You did Jonathan Stewart. Is that who that who's nailed that? Well, yes. you got you guys got control. Jeff, you are up now. Give me a rush TD leader all time. Let's go with Cam Newton. Cam. Cam is number one all time on the Panthers list, 180, 
or sorry, I'm looking at something else. 63. <laughs> my bad. I was like, wait, well, right. he, he did really well. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of TDs. Chew, let's go to you, my friend. What do you got? Um, I'm going to say Deshaun Foster. Deshaun Foster. Close. No cigar there. All right, Jeff, what do you say? I'm going to say Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. All-time <laughs> Panthers history. He is number four with 32. All right, Chu, you got two strikes left, but one answer to go. Number five, what do you got? One answer to go. Um, Oh, I got it. I'm glad you got it because I'm probably going to get it wrong. <laughs> but I'll just be funny. Reggie Bonifon. <laughs> Reggie Bonifon? <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to say Steven Davis. Steven sure. Davis! Yeah! Great job. Way to get it there at the end, Jeff. <laughs> Steven Davis, he is number five all time with 20. Great job there. All right, well, it's Fred versus Jeff Mano Imano. God, Fred, don't be this weak link. All right, Just don't embarrass us tonight. <laughs> Top five answers are on the board. Here is the question. I am looking all-time Panthers history. I'm looking at your past TD leaders. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think I heard Freddie first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry, Jeff. There must have been a delay. So that had to be it. Let's go to Jordan. You guys got control. Uh, obviously, Cam Newton, number one all time, 186. All right, Jordan, what do you got? Jake Delhomme. Jake Delhomme. A hundred and twenty TDs make him number two all time. Freddie, here we go. Oh my God! I knew he's, trying, he's trying to act stuck. frozen now. See, yeah. <laughs> internet. Uh, no, I'm, I'm here. Burline, Steve Burline. Wow! By the <laughs> the skin of your chinny chin chin uh steve burline 86 he is number three all time all right back to you jordan um i'm gonna go with carrie collins carrie collins he's number four with 47 and i know for a fact fred don't know number five so judge you go ahead and get ready to hit that hit that x you just might as well X me right now. <laughs> Is it Vinny Testaverde? In fairness to Fred, I mean, we're getting deep here. All right, Vinny Testaverde! Oh, God, back to Fred. Oh, oh. He don't know. I don't... <laughs> All right, Judge, you know what time it is. You idiot.
So, all right, not a lot of meat on this bone for Chew and Jeff. You guys can talk this amongst yourselves and get a concise answer if you like. All right, so Chew, I, I have it down to two people. Okay. I'm thinking either Rodney Pete or Chris Winky. I was think I was thinking Winky because I was like, who's played enough games at this point? Like it's Winky. Darnold didn't play enough. Mm-hmm. So I'm good with either one, but I'm thinking Winky. All right, let's go with Winky. Chris Winky. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. I got to know who this is. A no go there. If you're ready for this one. Kyle Allen comes oh, in at number five with with nineteen. That's correct. <laughs> so not, a team five. with not a lot of history, apparently. Apparently <laughs> not. Hey, he oh, was man. fire when he was in. Apparently, all right. He had a full season. Right. Barely. <laughs> barely. All right. So right now, one to one, Jordan and Chu. It's back to you guys. This is when the questions get a little tough. So I, I love that we're we're all tied up. Top five answers are on the board. Here is your question. Now we're, again, we're going in all time history here, but I'm thinking more winning percentage. I want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Winning percentage. That's interesting. Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons. Oh. I'm Jordan. Go with a random one just because, or not random, one that I would be least expecting New England. The Patriots. We've. All righty, Chew. Back to you. You got a guess? Um, Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> this is so funny. This is Jordan. It's about for me. I'm thinking like, who are you we guys get unlimited strikes? The least. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll give a, we, oh, to get it's a room control, full of fans. Apparently, we we end up going <laughs> overtime rules if if nobody gets control here. But well, I was gonna get. We'll give them a little leeway. But Jordan, what do you say? I'm going to go with Houston. The Houston Texans. They are miraculously on this list. Number five on this list. You guys are four and two all time. 667 (laughs) winning percentage. All right, Fred, back to you, my friend. You guys are on the board. You guys got control. What do you got? Okay, okay. He said the Houston Texans. Let's let's go with the Jets. The Jets. <laughs> so you already had a strike on the board since we went on there. So that was two. Jordan, you got one strike left here, and you got a lot of meat on this bone here. So let's. Let, and there's only about twenty nine teams left. like in my head i'm thinking all the teams that have been bad or since we've been a franchise and i'm gonna go with the jaguars oh the jacksonville jaguars (laughs) i like the way your head was at unfortunately not there let's go to chew and jeff you got a lot of meat here don't don't take a lot to get a nibble any, you guys can talk amongst yourselves. All right, we, All right. we can't we can't winky this one. No, uh, that's fine that we both agreed on that though. Um, I think either Tampa 
These are the teams I'm thinking. Tampa, Minnesota, and Baltimore. They seem to do well against Minnesota and Baltimore for some reason. But Tampa, I just think that, you know, it's only recently that they've been good. And I think Carolina has their number for the most part over their course of their history. So yeah, I kind of like Tampa. Yeah, I feel like if, if in any, you know, regular season, I feel like they've at worst split it, if not, especially mm-hmm. before the Tom Brady era. So I'm good with Bucks if you are. The All right, let's Bucks do it. for the steal. Stop it. Get some help. Negative on this one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This was a lot of meat on this one. All right, so here we go down the list. Guess who's number one? The Super Charger, 6-1. and one. You guys are all-time against the LA Chargers. Wow. 857 wow. winning percentage. Number two, this is why I said I like where your head was at, the Detroit Lions, 8-3 and oh, yes. all-time yes. against the Lions. Yes. 727% uh, winning percentage. Colts are number three, 5-2 and two all-time against the Colts, 714 winning percentage. And number four, the Cardinals, 12 and 5. Again, like where you guys are heads were at. We just couldn't find it with a 706 winning percentage. All right, let's go back to Fred and Jeff. Here we go. Round number four. And if Fred and Jordan get this, they're the winners tonight. So, Jeff, we need you here. All right, we're going top five answers. And we're keeping it with that same theme, winning percentage. But I want to know the opposite. Give me the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. Uh, hmm. 49ers. The 49ers. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Oh, and I, wow. and I apologize. I fib. This is a top six answers on the board because five is tied six. with one other. Uh, all right. Let's hmm. go with man. Let's go with Atlanta. The Falcons. Yeah. <laughs> They have our number. I figured one of us had to be right on that one. Ah, <laughs> back to you, sir. Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys. Only in the regular season. <laughs> okay, thinking Cowboys. So the Cowboys on this list are numero Two, three, and ten. You guys are all time against the Cowboys. Jeff, I'm gonna give you one chance to steal it for your team here. Can you give me the number one answer? <sighs> um, let's go with let's go with the Dolphins, America's team, the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are on this list, but they are not numero uno, my friend. They are number four all time. Actually, four, five, and six are all tied with the same record even. You are two and five against America's team, the Miami Dolphins, a 286 uh, winning percentage. All right, Fred and uh, Jordan, it's on you guys. So, Jordan, you're up. What do you got? I'm going to go with the Broncos. The Broncos. Let's ride to the bottom of this list. They are at number six, tied with Dolphins and another team with the two and five record. All right, Fred, back to you. Jesus. How many strikes we got? Uh, I think just one, if I remember correctly. 
but the judge can correct me if I'm wrong. I'm going to have to go in New England then. The Patriots. All right, Jordan, we're back to you. One strike left. Not a lot of meat, but there's some you can get to. Try this. You got number one available, the number three team, and the number five team. Yeah, I'm thinking thinking who's been uh, an AFC team that's been good for a while. Or, no, I'm going to go with the Packers. The Packers. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Okay, <laughs> yes, it is. Let's go to Chew and Jeff. You guys can talk this one over. You got to get this to keep into the game. Give me a team you got the worst winning percentage against. Oh no, uh, Chew. Are you thinking of an AFC team or an NFC? Well, based on my instincts, I don't know if we should go with them. But if I was going to throw a team out there, I would say if it's NFC, something like the Eagles. But ah, uh, yeah. Or you but know, one is percentage. Pa- that's probably more likely an AFC team. Obviously, I'm not sure if I've ever seen them beat the Bears. They always lose against the Bears. Okay. I can rock with that. I mean, want to rock with the Bears? The Bears. The Bears right. for the tie. Why? 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 I think, ah. I, get one. I, think I got number one on the list. I think All right, go ahead, Jordan. I'll give you an extra credit bonus. Who's number one? I think it's the Steelers. I think you, uh, you're, cor- you're 100% correct. Steelers. Uh. You are 100% correct. Steelers, number one on the list. One and seven, you guys are all time against the Steelers. Number three, circle the wagons. It's the Buffalo Bills. You guys are two and six all time against the Bills. (laughs) And the team that was tied with the Dolphins and Broncos, the Kansas City Chiefs. You guys are two and five all time against the Chiefs. I can't believe it. There was no handicap tonight. Fred and Jordan, you're tonight's winners. Holy hallelujah, we've done it. <laughs> Fortunately for Chu and Jeff on our show, we have a tradition when we have a winner, we have a loser. So you're telling me there's a chance. Great game tonight, guys. Absolutely love it. We're going to get on to our fantasy focus. Before we do that, I want to give you guys this opportunity to let everyone know where they can follow, subscribe, and get all your great content. Jordan, we'll start with you, my friend. Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great stuff? You can find all my work on the 33rdteam.com. Um, you can just type in my name on the search bar and any article that I have will be posted there. Um, tomorrow, I believe, an A.J. Brown piece comes out and a DFS 101 for anybody wanting to learn on the Daily Fantasy side for a roster ship and how me and Mark Garcia uh, attack it. And you'll be able to see a lot of good content coming on 
the rest of this offseason as we get through this dead period of time. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I wouldn't know anything about that. We wouldn't run any games or anything while that goes on. <laughs> Chew, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yes, I've got the Father Dynasty podcast on YouTube. So type in Father Dynasty or Father Dynasty podcast, and you will likely find it based on hopefully hopefully the SEO works on that one. Uh, And if (laughs) my articles, uh, Dynasty rankings over at goingfor2.com, yeah, just check it all out. Awesome. Way to go. Follow, subscribe, get choose all his great content. Jeff, how about you, my friend? Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great stuff? Absolutely. Yes. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff Hasley and uh, you can see my work at footballguys.com. That includes articles, rankings, lots of collaborative pieces and such that I do with the staff. Lots of things there. Not just me. There's a lot of people and obviously there's a lot of people who contribute and put their uh, their good work and efforts on the site. So check that out. And uh, yeah, thanks for allowing me to come on. No, nah, man, we appreciate you guys being here. Again, feel free to hang out. I just know if you guys had to dedica- uh, leave or anything. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, however, we'll be on our fantasy focus for the Carolina Panthers. We'll be right back. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent Good girl. All righty. Well, we are back um, here for the Fantasy Focus. Let's get it out. All right, we always start our fantasy focus with the QB position. We got Bryce Young, and I swear every time we cover these young quarterbacks, I just don't know what to say, to be honest. I mean, we don't – for me, it's just I always like to see for fantasy – um, you know, looking at consistency and it's hard for me to say, oh, this guy's going to be good in this offense. You know, it's, it's all about the right staff, the right, uh, the right pieces around him and all that. But look, Bryce Young, number one pick overall. I mean, he's got a pinpoint um, passing up, uh, you know, anyways, pinpoint passing. He's got a strong arm. He is really, really a good prospect. That is why he is the number one pick overall. Let's get real. You got Miles Sanders, who is good, and you can dump the ball off to him. He's great catching the ball. He's got Adam Thielen, so he's got a, at least a, a veteran at the receiving uh, position that can at least, you know, kind of home in with them. Uh, Terrence Marshall Jr. maybe can step up a little bit. A lot of a decent little weapons around him, so I think he could have a decent, surprising, good year this year. But right now, I got him ranked 23rd because, like I said, when I started, I just don't know, to be real with you. Justin, what say you, my friend? You've been in the back. Oof. I got him at 19 right now. I, I like everything that you said. Um, I think he's the perfect fit for Carolina right now because they don't have, like, a true alpha wide receiver and he doesn't really need a true alpha wide receiver. He just needs guys who can get separation. He'll figure it out from there. 
Um, he's definitely got the mind and the processor up there to figure out, hey, Terrace Marshall Jr. is open over here. I'm going to go over here rather than have to focus, hyper-focus on somebody like an Adam Thielen. Um, I think he's definitely got the ability also to use his legs and run the ball kind of like a Russell Wilson, just like an improvising role when nothing's there. So I do, I do like him this year. Um, he's more of a QB two in Superflex for me rather than a QB one in a single QB league. I just can't put that much stock into him, but I think 19 is fair. I like it. Chew, what do you say, man? Yeah, I'd say between that, I mean, even saying QB 15 is a ceiling, but really in his rookie year, I don't even think that's probably the case. I really do think probably that, that later QB two, and again, not because of his lack of ability. I think it's really just based on, you know, this very seasoned coaching staff and a lot of the weapons they put around him, especially with the Miles Sanders and the Chuba Hubbard, tremendous offensive line. I think, you know, Frank Reich is going to make this as balanced of an offense and as easy of an offense for Bryce Young as he possibly can. And, you know, I think he's going to be a hyper-efficient guy, especially as a rookie, but, you know, efficiency without enough volume is not going to result in, you know, QB1 season. So I think in that latter QB18 to QB20 is probably a reasonable finish for him. All right, I love it. Jeff, what's you? Yeah, I kind of agree with the late teens. Uh, I see Bryce Young currently right now as more of a, a a better NFL player than a fantasy player, a fantasy quarterback. I mean, it depends on how many rushing yards he can get. I'm thinking probably somewhere along the lines of like 230, 250 rushing yards and maybe a couple scores there. But passing touchdowns, I actually think he's going to crack the 2024 mark in terms of passing touchdowns. I think he's that efficient in terms of his ability to find the open man and to understand the offense. I mean, heck, he understood the offense coming out onto the field the first day at OTAs. At least that, that's, that's kind of how it, it uh, was presented, um, in, in, uh, if you can stretch that a little bit. <laughs> but um, I think he's going to be prepared. We know that that's his thing. Uh, I think we're going to be a little bit surprised by him, but there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are in that 14, 15, 16, 17 range. Who is he going to take out? So a lot's going to have to, to, in my opinion, hinge on his rushing ability. And I'm not sure if we're going to see him, you know, like take off that way. Uh, So, yeah, I I say late teens, uh, possibly upwards of a top 15 finish. And that could be based on his passing touchdowns. And if he gets over, say, 3,500 yards passing. All right, let's go to the guy who looks like he's about to tell us a scary story. <laughs> he, he looks like he's got spotlighted by the cop. What are you doing the, over there, son? Or the last <laughs> member of the Blue Man Group is what you look like. All right, Fred, what are you saying? Man, I can't see my paperwork. I have no internet. Uh, if I remember correctly, <laughs> I, I believe I had him at 25 because I don't, I can't pick, I don't know any seven teams Worse, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback. I, I kind of disagree with everybody on the weapons he has. I mean, I, I only see him better being being better than maybe six or seven football teams quarterback in fantasy. Uh, so I, I have him at twenty five. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like Washington. You know, teams like 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 Atlanta. You know, they don't have good quarterbacks. So I got him at twenty five. All right, Fred. Frank, thanks for that nightmare tonight. All right, let's go to the right position uh we'll talk again we talked about miles sanders brought his name up extensively tonight i got him ranked 20th right now i mean obviously uh for me it's just new system 
you know, we know Frank Reich, obviously you're kind of familiar with each other, but again, it's going to be a new whole set of people. Uh, but the line you guys talked about, that's to me why I got him in at least the top 20. For me, he's at least an RB2, definitely somebody to look at. You mentioned Chubba Hubbard, too. Obviously a great handcuff for him. I don't know what else they may have set up for him in this offense, but that's why I got my experts in here to tell me what's up and what I need to do. But, Justin, I'll start with you. <laughs> what do you say? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. All right. The eyebrows of Fred Reyes over here. <laughs> it looks like a, a, a painting at the Haunted Mansion now. Like, oh. <laughs> the painting just looked at us, guys. Holy shit. Let <laughs> me fucking fix this. Uh, I got Miles Sanders at 22. Um, I think uh, for a lot of the reasons that you said, I, it's not so much the new system. It's, it's more or less the fact that you know, this is going to be a team that might not dump off them because he's never really had that trait as a uh, receiving back. You know, that's more of the Chuba Hubbard role. And then at the same time, like Chuba Hubbard being there kind of still gives me like the heebie-jeebies. Like this is a guy who took away work from Donta Foreman last year. Like who's to say he won't be able to do that from Miles Sanders too. Also, we're kind of banking off of Miles Sanders having like the best year he could possibly ever have. Like, last year, he was behind the best offensive line in the game. He had a dual-threat quarterback. So there was, like, nobody looking at him really to score, and, you know, he just went off. So I think we should temper expectations on him. I think 22 being a solid RB2 is very um, – it's a very likely out- outcome for this year. I like it. Jeff, what do you say, my friend? I actually have him ranked 17th. I have him sandwiched in between Travis Etienne and Damian Pierce. And the reason why, in my opinion, is volume. I think he's going to be uh, like a, a 68 to 70% type of, of, uh, of running back in terms of carry share. Uh, I like the fact that he's going to be a part of the receiving game. He had 50 catches as a rookie. I think they're trying to get back to that. I think Bryce Young is someone who's going to dump the ball off. We saw it with, with uh, him and Jameer Gibbs in Alabama. And uh, I think that's their plan for Sanders. And he's a, a great person to occupy that role. So I like him 17th. That might be maybe the highest of the group. No, I like it. Um, let's talk to Masterpiece Theater. Freddie, what do you say? <laughs> oh, I actually have to agree with my man to the right over here. I have him 16. As, uh, I had him 16 because, wasn't it? I Jeff, can't see on, I'm on my it's phone. On, it's hey, literally written Jeff, there. Jeff, I would call you Jeff, but I'm on a little phone and I can't see oh, it. Okay. But but I kind of agree with you. Um, there's two things that Carolina does well, run the ball and play defense. And like he said, you you don't want to put a rookie quarterback in there throwing passes left and right. You have to run the ball. So I, I have him right in the middling in the pack, 16 uh, out of 32 teams. I think he's going to get a lot of volume and he's going to do a lot of work out the backfield. You don't want to put that pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, my great Chew, how about you? Yeah, pretty much in lockstep in terms of, you know, Sanders finishing around that RB20. And I think the sneaky piece of it is, I mean, but after him, it's going to be Chuba Hubbard and I think Raheem Blackshear. So I think the, the better focus is in that PPR setting, Chuba Hubbard sneaking in possibly within 15 spots behind Miles Sanders at a much, much cheaper price if you can, yeah. if you can wait. A hundred percent. I was about to say too, that's like maybe and eventually maybe the better value, but we'll see how that plays out. Of course. Um, all right, well, let's go to the receiving spot. Um, again, you know, we've we kind of like a, 
had said Adam Thielen's name to death on the show tonight. Um, right now, I got him 53. I mean, obviously, age is a factor, um, but he is that guy who can, you know, help a young, you know, Jonathan Mingo or, you know, you know, whoever here on maybe Terrence Marshall kind of help those guys. LaVicious and Chenault is another guy you guys have picked up as well. So maybe Adam Thielen can, you know, he's not maybe fantasy-wise going to be the greatest, but he might be able to help some of these younger guys on this on this roster who I might see bumping up a little bit as we go. But to be honest with you, I'm just not going to go. We got I want to get my experts in, and to be honest, I could sit here and go on and on about Thielen and Shark and give you some analysis, but I wouldn't draft any of them right now, to be quite frank with you, because I'm just not sure. But Chu, let's go to Chu first. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, between Thielen and Shark, uh, you know, I think it, it truly is going to be, let's let's do what's best for Bryce Young and week in, week out. It's not so much. Let's pad Thielen stats or Shark stats. Uh, so I think both of those guys, you know, being, I mean, honestly, spots away from each other between like 45 and 50. Uh, and I really think in terms of, you know, what the passing volume is going to look like. Again, they brought in a lot of steady veterans, and I think that's going to be a good thing in terms of just making Bryce comfortable and, you know, kind of getting him ready, especially with Frank Reich and what he's going to do. Uh, but it's really, you know, death by a thousand cuts. It's not going to be any of these guys being stud wide receivers because no offense to any of these guys, I don't think they quite fit that mold uh, as of today. No, agreed, 100%. Justin, how about you? Yeah, I got a feeling at 44, and I got Chark at 53. And then the sneaky one for me is Terrace Marshall Jr. I got him real down low, but I'm starting to really reevaluate that. I might bring him up a little bit. He's been looking pretty good in camp, and a lot of people are starting to put pass around this word uh, called alpha. And if he's got that feel to it, then I want to take a shot on him all day long. And you can get him at the end of just about every one of your drafts. I'm not talking about the very end. You know, you got to wait till like maybe the last three rounds. But there's a shot in the dark for you. Terrace Marshall comes to life with his new rookie quarterback. Who knows? Maybe it could happen. But I think I'd rather take a shot on him than Thielen or Chark at this point. I mean, I think Thielen will get his touches, but I just don't see him replicating what he's done in the past couple years with Justin Jefferson. Justin says, if you want to ride, ride the dark horse of Terrence Marshall Jr. Jeff, what do you say? I think everyone's kind of hard-pressed to find a top 40 receiver in Carolina, and we've already mentioned that. Um, I see, but that doesn't mean that the players aren't good. It it just means that there's a lot of options. I kind of see this as more of like the 2015 season, you know, with Ted Ginn, Philly Brown, Jericho Cotchery, you know, um, Greg Olson, of course, back then. They just have a lot of really good, capable players. LaVisca Chanel can make plays, uh, not all the time. He's not consistent, but when he when he has the opportunity, he can make plays. I think we'll see that from Shark. I'll think, I think we'll see that from Thielen. So there's a lot of – and also, too, Sanders is going to be a big part of this offense, guys. We already talked about him, but I, he becomes like the, 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 the alpha on the offense, in my opinion. Um, possibly, possibly dark horse as the Josh Jacobs of this year. Um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of good and Bryce Young has just the right amount of um, cerebral ability and understanding the game and being able to be an efficient passer, whether that's short, intermediate or deep, he'll, he'll give, he'll, he'll be able to complete what's given to him. And I think a lot of people are selling him short uh, just because of the fact that the Panthers don't have this big name or blue chip type of player uh, as a receiver to go to. But I think that they can collectively play well 
And I think Bryce is going to be a big reason for that. But like I said, beginning, you'll be hard-pressed to find a top 40 guy. However, I do think someone will, will crack that top 40. I don't know which one that will be, though. If I had to guess, I'd say Chark. So I'm envisioning, I'm like closing my, and I can just see this little short I'm going to put out tomorrow. Jeff Hazley says Miles Sanders could be the Josh Jacobs of this year. <laughs> Mark it down. Let's go to the guy who looks like he's trying out for the next Peter Gabriel <laughs> sledgehammer commercial or video. Let's go, Fred. What you got? This is a real shot in the dark right here. All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, you, you guys are all right. I mean, there's not going to be anybody in the top 40. If I'm Frank Reich, I'm going to throw the ball 10 times a game and run it 40 times. There's not going to be enough volume for anybody. I, I just don't see it. Um, I mean, I, there's no way I can take any wide receiver from Carolina, not even if I with the 50th pick. They, they just don't see it. So there you go. <laughs> okay, thank you for that. All right, so let's talk about. We'll finish things up. We'll just tie in the defenses and excuse me, defense and the tight end together. Hayden Hurst, you heard me talk about it with the doc a little bit. We are always looking for that dark horse tight end that could pop out out of nowhere. What's the what's the rookie's quarterback best friend? We all know it's the tight end. Could he see that resurgence? Um, I don't know, to be quite honest with you. I think Hayden Hurst. Um, could be that guy this year. I mean, he's had little, you know, a little bit of, of uh, I guess, uh, fantasy relevance at times. Uh, but as you mentioned with LaVisus Chenault, he's also a little inconsistent at the tight end position. So not putting a lot of stock into Hayden Hurst right now. But again, he's on my radar to watch. Defensively, again, Panthers number nine last year. Um, and don't see so any signs, excuse me, of slowing down. Matchup base. We talked about the schedule before NFC South, AFC South. So you will have some great matchups for this Panthers defense. Go check the schedule. I apologize. I didn't do my research. Apparently see where those games are at. Maybe they're down the stretch. I don't know right now. I don't have it in front of me, but again, could be in your, in your fantasy championships. If you got this Panthers defense playing the Texans um, or one of those teams, you might be really loving your chances for your, uh, for your defense that week. Justin, what do you say, my friend? I will draft the defense as a top 10 defense, and I will stay as far away as possible from Hayden Hurst. Um, even if you're kicking the can all the way down the street, you can kick it a little bit further before you get Hayden Hurst. Um, this is a guy who's finished one time in the top 12, and that was 2020. Outside of that, it's 30s and 20s in that's even when he was starting before like he went to Baltimore. So this is just, it's not a good idea to go out and try and be like smart with Hayden Hurst. Just get somebody else. I mean, I just, I think of him as more of a blocking tight end to begin with, but you know, at this point I, I know everybody's going to be like, Oh, but Frank Reich loves his tight ends. Sure. <laughs> he does, and he'll get his touchdowns. But will he match with catches and yards and all this other essential stuff for fantasy points? Probably not. All right. Well, Justin laying the law down. Didn't didn't buy my sell job of Hayden Hurst, apparently. Chew, what do you say? Nope. <laughs> so we've got Wesley Walls, Jeremy Shockey, Greg Olson, Hayden Hurst. One doesn't fit here. And let's let's be honest, in the last couple of years here, it's it's really not been a, a great tight end situation ever since uh, Greg Olson left and 
I do think he's going to be, again, kind of like the Thielen and Chark, you know, a steady veteran presence that's going to help him, uh, support him in the best way possible. Really, the only thing that's going to help prop him up, I mean, even in the top 20, I'm going to say, is just a really good uh, red zone connection with Bryce Young to be able to get those touchdowns up. But that he's not going to get enough looks to be any anything near valuable. And at least uh, with the defense, like you were talking about, what was the worst thing last season, uh, you know, not really creating enough of those turnovers, uh, turning those into touchdowns, which, you know, year in and year out, it's going to be a different a different team each time. But also a big piece of it is getting uh, Horn back is going to be tremendous for that secondary. So it's not going to be just leaning on uh, on those front seven. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to how that defense is going to round out. And with a strong offensive line and a better defense overall, it's going to be a sneaky good team for NFL. And maybe for fantasy, we're going to be bored to tears, but that's okay. Yeah, no, agreeing on the turnover thing as well. We talked about that before, team. You know, it's just one of those, um, you know, ebb and flow type things where sometimes you get them and sometimes you don't. The ball bounces your way and sometimes it doesn't. So, all right, well, uh, before I go to you, Jeff, let's go and get to Freddie because he's acting like a freaking clown all night. What do you say, Fred? <laughs> That's what a jester does. All right. Uh, Hayden Hurst sucks. <laughs> That's my hammer, boy. Uh, yeah, Hayden Hurst is not it, – it, there's no way you can draft him right now, especially with the rookie quarterback. I know that scenario about the that's their favorite thing up the middle, but it's not going to happen. Now, I will draft Carolina uh, at number seven or eight. I really think Tampa Bay, Baker, Milfield, Baker Mayfield turnover machine. Uh, Atlanta's no good. New Orleans is like this. Then you have the Texans. You have the Colts. I mean, it's set up to be a good at least – eight games that their defense could feast on. So I, I, I like the way they played last year. I would definitely draft them probably top eight. But that being over half the fantasy season, I'd say that's a definitely a draftable defense, to say the least. Jeff, what do you say, my friend? I'm going to go against the grain here, guys. I don't love Hayden Hurst, but I think he's serviceable. And I think he can be a semi-impactful fantasy tight end in the, in the, in the like tight end three by committee area um look Hurst has had 50 catches in two of his last three years so that's not too bad a ceiling for him in my opinion is 50 catches and six touchdowns I know that's a lot but you're also thinking about your offensive coordinator Thomas Brown where's he from the Rams what did the Rams do they Tyler Higby had a really good couple of years with him um I can see Hurst being somewhat effective. I don't see him as being a guy that's going to be forgotten. We've already talked about how the wide receivers are hit and miss, most more miss than hit, and and uh, the tight end can can play a role, especially if Bryce Young is throwing these short to intermediate range uh, over the middle. Um, he's going to be rolling out offense. So what happens there? You create seams. Who's going to be the guy who catches those balls on the seam? The tight end. And uh, I can I can see Hurst being a player who surprises people in the NFL is also from a fantasy sense as someone who could be at best a flex type of option or a bi-week filler. But I don't think he's horrible news. I think there's, there's, uh, there's meat on the bone there, and he has a chance to, to kind of continue where he was before with 250 catch seasons in the last three. Well, I got to say, I love it. I appreciate you. Appreciate you guys coming in tonight. We are wrapping up the Carolina Panthers. Good luck to your team this year, guys. We do appreciate you. 
let tomorrow night, guys, we're doing the New Orleans Saints and our friends. Disney's Imagination Movers are back. They're going to be back to with some other guests, and we're going to do the same thing, talk about, and I can't wait because it sucks because Nick's not here. They had that whole little beef last year about Philly and the Saints, and it, Nick, this is Nick's time to gloat a little bit, but unfortunately he's not going to be able to. But, guys, Jeff, again, go follow, subscribe, get all of Jeff's great stuff. Same with you. Go follow, subscribe, get his stuff. As far as us concerned, subscribe, like, hit the hit the notifications button. We appreciate all of you guys, and we are out.